Hey kids, it's your old pal Gorag the Slayer. Coming to you pre-recorded live from Atomic Age Studio in beautiful Pasadena, Texas. Uh, just a few announcements. If you want to take part in the show, that being sending in news stories or friend questions, go ahead and email us at rotwpodcast at gmail.com. Um, other than that, if you would share this fucking show, tell other people about it, however that might be, I know the boys would really appreciate it. Um, other than that, you're gonna hear a bunch of comic palooza talk in this episode, and regretfully, you're going to have to disregard all of that, because Gabe, Brennan, and Mike, aka My Three Sons, won't be showing up due to creative differences. The podcast is still going to have guests off of Comic Palooza, but we won't be there and we're not taking part in the show anymore. And really it doesn't have to do with them as a convention, uh, it really just is creative differences. We have one way of doing things that is moving in a certain direction and we're going to keep going that direction. And uh, for the other participants in the exchange program, Cthulhu bless them. Carry on. And as usual, the show is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. Lone Star Buttons is a custom button manufacturer. You give them the design and they will make it a reality. They're a pretty cool company and uh, we work with them on a regular basis. Lone Star Buttons all offers their product at a reasonable cost in multiple sizes and shapes. And all of the materials are made in the USA. Uh, Lone Star Buttons is a small business owned by Adam Stimpy Jones, who has been in the button making business for, I want to say between 16 and 20 years. Something like that. Uh, So he's easy to work with and very reliable. Uh, You can get in touch with Adam Stimpy Jones by emailing him at info at LoneStarButtons.com. Or you can call that slap-happy son-of-a-bitch at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gorag sent you, and you want to suck on those hairy tits. And don't forget, Lone Star Buttons features the Gorag seal of approval. That's it for my part in the show. Um, I always enjoy talking to you, my lovely future victims. Carry on. Thanks for listening to episode 67 of The Show. I'm your host, Gabe Dieter. Right out of the gate, man. You're just raring to go, aren't you? (laughs) In the sidecar, as usual, bitchin' Brennan Birch. Hi there, how you doing? What's up? Are you saying hello to me, or... I'm saying hello to our adoring public. (laughs) Oh, I'm 14 of them. (laughs) Mm. Diet ginger ale, man. Canada dry, baby. No, No shortcuts on this trip. Doesn't get any drier than Canada. That's crisp. So, uh, normally I would ask you, how's it going? But I already know because we had a pre-show meeting 
And the title of that meeting is called Dropping the Social Media Ball. <laughs> yes, yes, we, we have been dropping the social media. We've, we've steadily have we? we have steadily dropped the social media ball since this thing started. <laughs> well, I like to think of it as slowly picking it up. <laughs> okay, yeah, that, that's that's a way more positive spin. Because when the show started, the ball didn't even exist. We didn't even know the ball existed. It's true. And we uh, just, just had a wad of dirt that we were shaping into a ball. 60-something episodes later, we have some social media accounts for the show. Brennan, you want to go over those? Let's see. Uh, we have our Instagram. That is Revenge of the World. All one word. All lowercase. Uh, we have our Twitter account, which is ROTW Podcast, because apparently Revenge of the World was taken. By some fucking bastard. Some squatting jerk. Yeah. Way to make it PG. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what the hell are we doing, man? I don't know. I really don't know. You know, our, our <laughs> Comic Palooza uh, date with fame and fortune. I don't know what why I just said that. <laughs> but uh, it's coming up and we're kind of lost on what to do right now. So, uh, but we're definitely going to go there. We're definitely making it in with the program. Yeah. But some things were unclear and I'm not sure that we proceeded in the correct way. But yeah, it's kind of like we started a college class like two weeks after everyone else. <laughs> but that's a great way to explain and, it. And we just got the syllabus yesterday. <laughs> you see, apparently we were supposed to be doing all these like little social media things and tweeting and and uh, like posting Instagram. And apparently there's a commercial out there that we just found on YouTube. And uh, the video commercial. Yeah, not the video the commercial, audio. not the audio. Commercial. We have no idea where the audio commercial is. Um, I mean, technically, we could probably just make an audio commercial, but I'm pretty sure that wouldn't it would be detrimental to the Comic Palooza brand name. And we're not we're not bitching. We're just uh, we're letting the audience, you guys out there, know we're we're struggling over here. Uh, we're we're not the audio pros that uh, the podcast pros that you might think we are. It's all smoke and mirrors. Yeah. In the meantime, we we have started our Twitter account, and it's like. <laughs> My eyes are open to things that I never knew existed, such as the flat earthers. Yeah, they, they I are. mean, I knew they were out there, but I didn't think that if I hashtag flat earth on one of my memes that I was joking around with, <laughs> that they'd be coming out of the woodwork and pestering me and Brennan. Yeah, they've like, and the thing that I don't understand is like, they've been directly pestering me and I haven't been involved in this at all. <laughs> They they found me. I think I don't know. Like I guess they saw that maybe I'd retweeted your stuff and like on my Twitter I have like you know that I'm on Revenge of the World or whatever. Uh -huh. So they started at they, one of them added me to this list called Flat Earth Peeps, which is very ambiguous yeah. and kind of creepy. But I looked at I looked at the the their feed and I can't tell where they're coming from. What do you mean? Because there's all kinds of conspiracy theories and stuff like that on there. And the weird thing is the Christian angle. Because I, yes. I didn't know that the Flat Earthers were like super religious. I, I didn't know it, that either. I thought the Flat Earth thing was just like, you know, challenging scientific theory with these really bad math. But horrible math. Horrible math. It's awful. I'm not even a math guy. And I, I can see Horrible. That it's bad. But yeah. And uh, so I had to threaten a few of them. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, it didn't go well. But I don't know. They seem to have like backed you, off of me. Yeah, they they've yeah. been in contact with me, unfortunately. Yeah, but uh, every time they contact me, I I'll come out with a new me, <laughs> <laughs> or I'll tag them in something. It's just fun. I I, I didn't know. I, you know, I came out on the internet with the internet. Like I had AOL, all that sh like uh uh dial up whenever it first came out. Right. Uh, I was on message boards. I was on you know 
I was, you know, it was like Flame Wars before Flame Wars. Right. I was talking shit to people and I had that kind of fun, but, you know, eventually it kind of got boring and I forgot how much fun it is. Yeah. Uh, not being a troll, but just trying to talk sense into people (laughs) that are never going to come around to your way of thinking. It's it's just, it's, it's sad. Like it's, it's, it's like good that everyone has a platform now to where they can, you know, voice their opinions, but everyone has a platform now where they can voice their opinions. Yeah, (laughs) it's like just there's so much noise and like crazy people gaining traction and like uh that that is pretty nut like i mean you know say like you know i mean not to pick on anybody but let's say the ufo community Mm -hmm. you know in the 70s and 80s Mm -hmm. you know they were out there you know but yes they weren't as i don't think they were as organized as they are now well you've you've always had two camps uh i'm sorry i'm this is probably off topic but you've had two camps of ufo people mm -hmm. you've had the scientific study yeah which is the observation of unidentified flying objects. Yeah, not specifically spacemen. Could be a weather balloon. Could be a Russian satellite. And then you have another... Uh-oh, getting a phone call. I have to ignore that. Um, And then you have the other half of the coin, the other side of the coin, mm-hmm. that is all... It's aliens. Uh, I've been abducted. Uh, these are spiritual beings. Yeah. Uh, they gave me this crystal under yeah, my crystals pillow. Crystals and animal probes and yeah... Uh, <laughs> I mean, it goes from one side of the spectrum to the other right. on that side of the coin. Mm-hmm. It's weird, but uh, yeah, what were you saying? I mean, I guess what I was getting at is like now there's like like everyone, like all these people have a means of communicating with each other. And in that communication, they, I'm sorry, now it's my phone, probably the government. Um, yeah, it's, it's oh, like. We can talk about that too, because has this happened to you? You'd be talking about something and all of a sudden you're seeing ads for it on your phone? Oh, yeah. What the fuck is that? <laughs> that's that's creepy corporate spy. That is some creepy yeah. shit. Yeah. Who who's listening? Is it Google? Could be. Could be Google. Could is be Apple. T- is it T-Mobile? Yeah. You know. God damn. That's like, creepy. Data's commerce now. But yeah. uh, what was I getting at? Uh, oh, UFO yeah. people. Yeah, UFO people. Now, like all these people, they have a means of coming together, and they essentially create this like feedback loop. Yeah. Where they all just feed each other and feed each other and feed each other, and anyone that comes into that feedback loop is like, hey, wait, wait a second, this doesn't make any sense you know you get consumed by the feedback loop you just go away you know yeah and i don't know i think that that's not necessarily a good thing for people like it's it's not good to be in an echo chamber that's just telling you you're right no no it's that, definitely not that's uh i mean I, i've certainly been that's the illness of, that, of yeah. the uh republican party right now uh, of everyone's folding it's, in on itself it's not just the republican party it's humanity at this point yeah uh the internet is slowly choking the life out of people's brains yep all the information but it's in the also world. the best thing to ever happen to humanity i mean it is and it isn't i mean we have access to all the information in the world and we just choose to make a blanket out of what we think reinforces what we already know right you know i think a lot of people do i'm i'm certainly guilty of it as guilty as anyone else but so changing the subject uh <laughs> we were talking earlier about how everybody's promoting stuff yeah uh, which is kind of our job um for a small portion of the show we've got you know lone star buttons who helps us out every once in a while yeah and uh in exchange we mention their name on the show and uh we're doing this comic palooza thing 
and they have a lot of uh they have like formatted guidelines that you have yeah. to follow that they'd like for you to follow um i don't know how strict they are but uh so we're we're doing that in exchange for basically publicity and to get our name out there yeah um and i really hate to ask the uh listening audience right now but if you like the show go ahead and share it because that's really what's going to get us out there and uh growth is fucking hard yeah i mean it's happened very slowly yeah but to get to the see when you when you're creating something you want it to snowball naturally Ah. Oh. What was that? That was a fossil. Serious? Yeah, millions of years old. Uh, it didn't break. Nothing Good. broke. Okay, right. sorry. Awesome. <laughs> didn't mean to destroy your fossil that you just have laying around. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Shouldn't put it by the coffee maker. Um. So yeah, if you like the show, go ahead and share it, please. There won't be any rewards for you, except you'll get, you know, virgins in heaven. But yeah. besides that, maybe a, a warm handshake <laughs> and a hug and I'll kiss your baby for you. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> your kid's going to be screwed up. Uh, you live way too close to the power plants, man. <laughs> Radioactive babies. Glowing kisses from Gabriel Dieter. Um, so the only other thing I have written in my small talk is uh <laughs> the misfits quote-unquote re real reunion yeah <laughs> hashtag still not the original band <laughs> but the key players are there kind of here's how i feel about this all right <laughs> yes i wanted to get into this so okay. bad i i never got to see the original lineup right and you know i, I would naturally be <laughs> thrilled to see you know there's gonna be a but and i'm gonna love it well no i mean th- there is but there, but there isn't you see mm-hmm. because i mean i have nothing but love for the misfits you know i have nothing but love for the original misfits <laughs> i mean the those american psycho was pretty good you know whatever i mean it, i've yeah. only seen like these famous m- monsters yeah I, like. i've seen like these weird you know kind of frankenstein lineups haha yeah of the misfits gotcha. but um so of course i'd like to see danzig front them but i don't think they're gonna make it that far <laughs> i honestly don't see them they're go- only doing one show i thought they were gonna do like a couple of games. I think uh, all i've heard is one show okay and they're headlining they're what, riot, riot fest, fest? yes yeah. in chicago but i think that if they don't if there's not infighting before they get there it's gonna melt down on the dude there there's gonna be infighting they're just required to ignore each other to make those millions and then do you think they're making millions out. you think they're making millions what do you think i don't know i mean I, I, if they split the merchandising for this show 50 50 they're gonna be making a good chunk of money maybe i don't know they're headlining well i'm, I'm they're sure headlining this i'm sure they're gonna be paying, getting paid well but millions i don't think so. probably not but i don't know yeah I really don't know. There's got to be a reason behind it. Maybe they'll release a single original new song. Yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> it better fucking be documented. This whole process better be documented because that's going to make a shitload of money. That would be a great documentary. For, I would love to see that. For the the, mil- the millions of worldwide fans yeah. to get to see this mm-hmm. that aren't going to be able to go to Chicago. Yeah. Uh, I would buy it. I'm not going to Chicago. I mean, I would I would just like to have like just a camera in the room when they're trying to practice and make it happen. Yeah. Like 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 the Metallica some kind of monster thing. I want to see the misfits go down like that. Hey, uh you want to <laughs> go halfies on a uh plane ticket for Bobby Steele? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> just he just walks into the studio <laughs> or the practice space. <laughs> Oh, I'll hand write him a note from Danzig. <laughs> you coming or what? <laughs> I heard you. Nah, see, 
The thing is, this should have happened like 20 years ago. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> They're everybody, and I hate to say it, including Doyle, are past their prime. Yeah. And not like five years past their prime. Mm-hmm. They're like 10, 15 years past their yeah. prime. Yeah. Well, whenever we saw them, it was that was probably 10 years ago. That was over 10 years ago. And even then. Where the power went out? Yeah. That was bad. Even that was pretty sad. That was a really bad show. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. It's kind of depressing, but it's yeah. kind of like, it, it's going to be cool to, to see what happens. Yeah. I'm interested. I'll put it that way. Oddly enough, from that show, I still have my Filthy Skanks CD. Do you remember them? Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> that, that pro wrestling themed yeah. kind of rock band? They were great. Yeah. They were super funny. I mean, they were good, but they were entertaining. Uh, they were not very talented. No. But they were fun to watch, and they were hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it it was wrestling, you know, (laughs) basically. Weren't they? They were all playing BC Riches, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sounded awful. Awful. Terrible. We'll uh, (laughs) we'll let it slide. So, yeah, I mean, they're they're calling this the original Misfit. Yeah. How do you feel about that? I mean, it's pretty much the lineup that people... I mean, it's like Walk Among Us on, right? Mm, Yeah. I mean, I think when people think about the Misfits, for the most part, I think they probably point. Yeah. I mean, nobody thinks about that first signal where they're playing the freaking Mellotron or whatever. No. Which which sucks because I like it. (laughs) I I like it too. I'm just saying, you know, if Bobby Steele were to be there, Um, it'd be cool. Yeah. It'd be cooler. I mean, Mm. he's probably got the most chops left out of everybody. Really? Does he still even play? I mean, I don't don't know. I think so. so. Yeah. The Undead? Yeah. I think so. Anyway... You got anything else, Brennan? Uh, I watched the first episode of Preacher last night. Oh man, that I've I've been hearing nothing but good stuff about that. Yeah, I, I was surprised how much I liked it. Cool. Like, I mean, as you read the comic though, right? I read some. I have like the first trade. You know, I I, I wasn't like a huge fan or anything, but I'm familiar with it enough. And right. like, it felt like just tonally they got it right. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I was talking to Kara about it last night. We were messaging, and uh, she mentioned that it was a kind of like a cross between like uh, from Dust Till Dawn and uh, the TV show. No, the movies. Oh, okay. But yeah, I mean, it was just like that that kind of feel. You know, it's just kind of like... Dusty? Kind of, yeah. It's just kind of like... <laughs> Everything's dusty. Just crazy kind of exploitation fun. You That's know? cool. And it, it's really cool. I mean, I, I thought it was really interesting. It seems like they're really setting everything up. All the characters are likable. And, you know, I mean, I wasn't so sure about the guy that played the preacher until the very end. That the, it was like this bar fight. And it's just like, oh, that's the guy. But yeah, it's it's really good. Cool. Um, My feed on, on Facebook has been nothing but positive about that. Yeah. And uh, I never read the comics, but... I mean, I'm curious. I I like picking stuff up on TV that I've I have no idea. Yeah, like Walking Dead. Uh, I I really feel like I would have enjoyed Walking Dead more had I not read, like the TV. Show. Really? Yeah. Huh. So, I mean, you just go into it with like expectations, and like you're watching it. Like it's like the people that read the Game of Thrones first. They're like, right. oh, well, this isn't right. This is different, and blah blah blah. And it kind of like, it throws off your whole enjoyment of the thing. Did and, you hear anything about Game of Thrones? Last I wa- night? I watched like ten minutes of it last night because I, I don't watch the show at all, and I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna try to watch Game of Thrones tonight. I keep and, forgetting that you're you're out of the loop on that um i don't care i don't like it every time i try to sit down and watch it i just don't like it because you're not connected to any of the characters i don't care there's too many freaking characters there's too much going on i don't care (laughs) dude jess follows it i mean the bar is it's just right there like Mm. it's easy once you've grown with the show you can everything's interesting it's crazy i just don't have time to like invest in something that like if you you got it i'll give you an hour to to get me interested if you can't get me interested in an hour you know i I got a life i'm sorry i gotta go work i have a kid you know (laughs) like all right if i have free time i want to do something like productive with it yeah unless the thing you're making is really great you don't think you don't think game of thrones is really great i tried to watch it and i don't like it (laughs) 
I watched. I, I gave it like four or five hours of the first season. First season, I was just like, eh. "Wow, okay." Well, I hate to say that uh, you're with, completely wrong, but <laughs> well, you know what? Same thing with Breaking Bad. I just eh. uh, Breaking Bad never. I I I respect it as people loving it. Yeah, but I don't. It never did anything for yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that people like things, and that's fine. I just don't. A lot of stuff, I just don't subscribe. We're not going to do the uh, Clockwork Orange strap you to a chair with your eyes <laughs> pried open. Yeah. Well. But I think you should give it another chance. <sighs> That's all I'm saying. Um, how about some news? We got a lot of fucking news. Oh, okay. And the Gosh. world is on fire. Going nuts. <laughs> we all know what time it is. It's time for the news with Gabriel Dieter and friends. So, Sinead O'Connor has gone missing. Oh, wait. No, she was found safe by police. Yeah. Did you did you read that when it was happening? Uh, yeah, I kind of followed it. Like, she just disappeared on a bike ride for a little while, and they found her, like, within the same day, right? I don't know if, uh, if the media... Of course the media is going to go crazy and, like, yeah. just report on the story, even though there are no details. Yeah. But, I mean, she walked... A, she took a walk. Yeah. <laughs> and then police came out and said uh, she was classified suicidal. Mm-hmm. And then she was found safe. Like, yeah. I don't understand. Well, I mean, she has like a history of like mental health. Issues. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they were pro. I think, I, I think there was like some like disturbing stuff on her Facebook or whatever. And then she disappeared for a day. So everybody was like, oh God, what happened? You know? Yeah. Which I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, that's just kind of like a random thing. Like, okay, she did what Connor's missing. <laughs> like, but it wasn't like a, an APB or something. It was like. <laughs> TMZ, Sinead O'Connor's missing. And then 11 hours later, nothing. Like, how, you know? How could they know? I mean, like, are they just, do they just like have somebody keeping track of like Sinead O'Connor at all times? Like, I don't, I don't know. Who's working the Sinead beat this week? Mm. <laughs> so stupid. Ah, I don't know, man. Leave the lady alone. I mean, she's got some problems or whatever, but, you know, still a good singer. <laughs> and you know what? Like, those problems might not even be as bad as they're probably the not. public yeah. thinks. Yeah. Everybody's got to go through stuff with their family at one point or another, but I don't know. it's man. I mean, I, I'm not gonna judge anybody on their like mental health, but I don't know. Maybe it's, it's, she just got pissed off. Yeah, that's possible. Just need to go take a bike ride, kind of cruise, mm-hmm. blow off some steam. Not happens. have a fucking worldwide manhunt. I know, right? For... Anyway, next story: uh, <laughs> <laughs> Egypt Air Flight MS804 uh, from Paris to Cairo disappeared shortly after crossing into Egyptian airspace. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sixty-six people were on the plane, and since I wrote this down hmm, five days ago, they hadn't found the wreckage, but now yeah. they have. They found the wreckage. They have like triangulation on the black box, and Donald Trump is already saying terrorism without any information whatsoever. Yeah, well, which is that's to be kind expected. of a given. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to say something really loud with no nation. You cross into Egyptian airspace and you blow up all of a sudden. Mm. All the way from Paris. I mean, you're just crossing a border. Well, regardless, you know, wait for some information. Get some intel. Find out what really happened. Very true. You know, that that's but what I would do if I were running for president. Was Sinead O'Connor on the plane? <laughs> Probably. Um, I don't know, man. She was gone for a couple hours there. We don't know what she was doing. She was aiming a surface-to-air missile, apparently. Yeah. Uh, China is entering the nuclear ballistic missile launching submarine game. 
they've got something called a Jin's class sub, and it is at the end of a 35-year 30, de- development phase. Hmm. So China's been working on this sub for 35 years. Yeah. Not just this one, but they've perfected their sub. Yeah. So there aren't that many countries that can launch a ballistic missile from the ocean. Right. Uh, from underwater, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Just wanted to put that out there because oh. it's kind of, I mean, they do have nuke. Uh, it's just something else to worry about. That's what superpowers do. You can't. They become, you know, economically viable and then they arm up. <laughs> it's just another thing in the world that you you know about, but you can do nothing about. Mm. And there's literally nothing you can do about it. Yeah. Right. Just keep buying from China. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Don't piss them off. Uh, let's see. <laughs> God. Uh, U.S. versus China. Air Force grab ass is happening. Uh, U.S. spy planes being buzzed by fighter jets. Mm. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. This isn't just... Mm. The, this is happening in... Uh, over those those islands in the uh, is it the South China Sea or something like that? So like Taiwan? Or? No, no, they're they're small islands uh, in dispute oh, between yeah, they're, they're China and Japan. Them. Okay, yeah. So I don't know I don't know why we have these spy planes going over there, and they're also in the uh, Eastern well, Europe. We have spy planes going over there because China's building submarines. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Um, but the thing is, this is happening in in uh eastern europe Mm -hmm. and russia is buzzing our spy planes over there yeah it's like i don't know man russia has a badass air force i don't know if they're even better than ours but probably not their fighter jets supposedly pretty badass Mm. just like it was in the 80s it's the mig program (laughs) ah well luckily we still have our 80s aircraft too (laughs) (laughs) yeah um let's see uh saint lucie florida an old man killed his wife 86 year old william j hager shot and killed 78 year old carolyn hager in her sleep he said she was in pain but could no longer afford her medication usa usa (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a pretty like american but specifically floridian problem uh i don't know i'm surprised they weren't able to just like get those on the street though you know, it's pretty easy to get like pres- what? It's, it's pretty easy to get prescription drugs in Florida. Not for an eighty-something-year-old man. <laughs> Who's he gonna go to? I'm sure he, he's got a guy. <laughs> like I don't know. I, I watched a documentary about it one time. Apparently, it's very simple. Really, just doctor shopping is. Cool. Well, this guy had no clue because, well, mm. I don't know. Good thing he stood his ground. <laughs> yeah, she was asleep and attacking him. Yeah. Um. So, like, um, is he going to jail? I don't know. It's Florida. <laughs> No fucking idea. (laughs) They have their own set of rules over there that don't apply to anyone else. They're just gonna send him to Thunderdome. It's like uh, eighty-six year old man's gonna have to fight an alligator in Epcot Center. Uh, Speaking of alligators, uh, I was at um, I was at my aunt's house, and my uncle Thomas was telling stories about his his friend One Legged Will. Oh God. And uh, do you remember any of those? No. <laughs> the man, the man is fucking he, quote unquote seven ways of crazy. Seven ways of crazy. Okay. Uh, 
I remember they took me to the zoo when I was probably seven years old. Uh, this guy jumped the... Back then, the, the alligator pit was closed off by a, you know, three three foot tall yeah, just like hurricane a, fence. Yes. This guy jumps over the fence, hops over. He didn't have to jump or he might not have been able to. Uh, <laughs> hops over the fence, lays down in front of this alligator and starts poking his nose with his foot. The alligator grabs onto his leg and starts tugging at it, like moving from side mm-hmm. to side. Uh, his leg came off. People started screaming. <laughs> <laughs> And the alligator let it go because, of course, it's made out of wood and rubber. Uh, He grabbed it and jumped back over. And uh, we went about our business. That was the first time. That was the first time I had any clue that there were crazy-ass people in the world. Is he from Florida? Uh, Actually, he's living there now. Oh, of course he is. Of course he is. And, uh... Yeah, he eats he eats gator all the time. Yeah. Um, okay, let's get let's get on to some serious news. Uh, the media and government is distracting the masses from irrelevant election. Uh, my uncle again was talking about um, how they're letting transsexuals use whatever bathroom they want. Right. Transgender uh, people. Um, he was upset about that, and uh, <laughs> I hope nobody heard that. Uh, Food, baby. He was upset about that, and uh, of course, on you know, right wing. That's a right wing talking point. Yeah. It occurred to me that maybe this was such a huge issue because there's shit going on with this election that literally no one wants to happen. Yeah. <laughs> the Republican nominee is dog shit. Yeah. The Democrat presumed nominee is dog shit. Mm-hmm. Literally, these people are garbage. Yeah. And one of them is going to be president. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, to add to that, uh, actually, the reason, you know, the re- the whole House Bill 2 in North Carolina, the reason this whole thing has come back up again, um, that bill is, ju- is not just about, you know, the transgender bathroom thing. There's a lot of other things that are rolled into that. Like, the, uh, there's like rollbacks to like civil rights. They want to roll back, like, you know, they want to like put freezes on like a minimum wage. Like, you know, to where they can't, you know, raise a minimum wage for, you know, $15 an hour or whatever. They want to, like, guarantee, you know, in the North Carolina Constitution they can't. And there's, wow. there's, like, a bunch of other creepy things like that in that bill. And they're pushing it as the transgender bathroom. Really? Yeah. Actually, I heard about that on, uh, I think it was like Savage Love or something like that. Dan Savage guys. Huh. And, again, I'm sorry. But, yeah, as there's there are other creepy things that are in that bill. And they're just... Sorry. I'm not surprised. Uh this is the perfect time to do that because yeah. everybody's distracted on the national level. Mm-hmm. There's probably a ton of creepy shit that's going on yeah. because everybody's distracted. And then, you know, in turn, the media can latch onto that mm. so they don't have to cover Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton so right. much. Like, I think people are just, people have too much access to information now, so like they're just trying to sneak things by us. Well, they're trying to flood yeah. that information with the information they want people to see. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, man. Uh... I can kind of identify, I don't agree with, but I can identify with how people are struggling with this issue because they're frightened, you know? They think that perverts are going right. to be in there with their daughters. That's the way the right wing is spinning right. this issue. When really, transgender people are Americans and they deserve the rights that everybody else has. Right. I mean, also, like, we have to take into consideration that uh, 
you know, say, you know, if you and I were to look at gay rights, you know, mm-hmm. how, how that battle has evolved in our lifetime, mm-hmm. you know, that took a really long time to happen. And whenever you, th- whenever you think of did th- it, yes, absolutely. Did it take a long, a long time or a very short time? Well, I mean, it started a long time ago, you know, like, like back in the sixties even. Yeah. And then, you know, it, it took a long time to where we could get to a point where, you know, a gay couple could get married and, yeah. you know, have, you know, federal, but it's not that long ago though. 50? It's, it's not, but you have to think about this. The whole thing with the transgender rights, that's really come to the forefront in what the last three years. Yeah. You know, that's a really accelerated timeline. I mean, just, just to get people to come around on gay people was mm-hmm. like, you know, 50, 60 something years. Right. You know, and then, you know, for people to see this all happen this, this quite this fast, it's, it's scary to them. But yeah. I mean, you also have to think about it. Like, where did you think that transgender people pooped before all this came up? Exactly. You know, where, what do you think has been happening all this time? That's exactly <laughs> what I said. There, okay. Now it's just on paper. It's just, and the, people are fighting it. Yeah. Because that's the issue of the day. Yeah. And it's going to pass. Yeah. Hopefully. And, you know, I I can understand, okay, people are concerned that, you know, perverts are going to go to their bathrooms or whatever. But But guess what? Those perverts are straight men. (laughs) That's true. But you also have to consider, like, you know, think, oh, this is the way that I've been thinking about it. I've been, like, really mulling this whole thing over in my head. And, you know, I'm, I'm trying, I'm really trying to see it from all sides. And kind of the thing that I've come, the conclusion that I've come to is that, you know, whenever we look at gun violence in this country, you know, thousands, like, you know, we have, what, 30, 40,000 shootings a year. You yeah. know, people being shot with a, a firearm in a person's home. Like, this is, like, not police shootings. This isn't, you know, this is citizen on citizen gun violence. And, you know, we still allow for the average citizen to have a firearm in their house, you know, right to keep them bare. It's protected by the Constitution. And really, when you think about it, you know, most of those people that have firearms are good, upstanding citizens. They're they're not ever going to just shoot somebody in their house. And there are still those instances where people do it. But we don't judge that group of people like that larger group of people that is not doing these things on the actions of the people that are, you know? Right. So a vast majority of the public of people in general, this is just human nature, doesn't want to upset anything. They don't want to, they just want to be left alone and just do their thing and, you know, not be bothered. And for people to judge like, well, what if the perverts come to our bathroom without a single documented case, you know? Just, right. But meanwhile, we can compare that to gun violence where we have 30, 40,000 a year and we still allow those people's those rights, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, we're, and it's not even a right. It's just going to the bathroom. You know? Which <laughs> latrine did Klinger use? <laughs> Let's ask. Let's ask the audience. Uh, I don't know, man. I got one more story. You ready? Okay. <laughs> this is going to cap it off. Uh, Dr. Maria Stridum attempted to climb Mount Everest to show that vegans are not weak and can do anything. Has died of altitude sickness, proving vegans are as weak of, as everyone else. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of people are trying to spin that as like her veganism caused her death. But I think that Mount Everest is what caused her death because Mount Everest causes people's deaths because that's what it's there for. Thank you. <laughs> God. It's there to remind you that you're mortal. I'm not going to make this a short news item either because God damn it. Everybody. Not everybody can beat nature. Yeah. Nature's a fucking behemoth of a bastard yeah nature is one day going to shed us all like nothing <laughs> like humanity is just gonna go and nature's gonna keep going <laughs> yeah i mean the tectonic plates will tumble over and <laughs> the seas will royal blood <laughs> gorag will still be here but everybody else will be toast and guess what nature will prevail unless the sun goes supernova and then which case but the sun is in and of itself nature correct so <laughs> correct and all those blasted particles are going to go somewhere else. It's the circle of life. God damn it, Brennan. <laughs> <laughs> we got some breaking news, people. <laughs> Is it really breaking news? I don't know. It happened a couple of days ago. But... <laughs> what the fuck? 
cut it off at the knees. God damn it, Brennan. Um, <laughs> so there's been uh, some tweets by Guillermo del Toro gushing about John Carpenter, and they're fucking awesome. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, we're going to take turns reading them in our Guillermo del Toro impression. <laughs> I don't have an impression. I'll go first. Okay. When I think of John Carpenter, I am amazed at the fact that we take him for granted. How can we? Why should we? He is lightning in a bottle. Is that close? That was pretty good. About 40-50% maybe. Yeah, that wasn't bad. <laughs> I can't do the voice. I think you should just keep doing it. You're on to something here. Assault on Precinct Assault on Precinct 13 is by John Carpenter flexing his muscles, revamping the archetypes of a western and establishing his own. I think I fucked that one up. Uh, Halloween by John Carpenter, a genre supernova, creates a taxonomic category that still lives. Oh, this is terrible. I can't keep doing this. Unsparing precision, simplicity, and elegance. <laughs> Please, people, don't look up an interview by Guillermo del Toro. Yeah. I will be dragged through the streets. Let's see what else is he. Okay, I got a uh, sidebar. We must all agree that Carpenter is a brilliant director-writer. A writer-director, excuse me. A rare breed. A true auteur. Oh, and a hallowed composer. Which is true. I don't know. If, Fuck have, yes. Have you listened to like any of those uh, soundtracks that they reissued? No, I haven't. Like, but uh, I, I've listened to them during his movies, and yeah. they're fucking amazing. Love them. My, my, my favorite uh, of his soundtracks is, uh, what's his name? The Duke from uh, Escape from New York. Mm-hmm. Like the, the song that plays whenever his car rolls up with the chandeliers. Yeah. It's, oh, it's freaking perfect. It's just like early 80s, like coke disco funk why it's amazing can't, why can't we do that Brennan? uh i don't know because you won't show up for practice god damn it. <laughs> well when you move closer by maybe we can jam maybe maybe uh the fog by john carpenter <laughs> <laughs> and we're back into the impression <laughs> what is it one of two one of two uh one of two one of my favorites highly original blend of rare bones folk tale horror and metaphor I haven't seen The Fog in a long time. Really? Yeah, that's that's not one that I ever go back to. It's uh, it's not one of my favorites, but I'd be willing to watch it again. Yeah, you got this one. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I, I thought we, I was I was waiting for the impression, man. <laughs> no, okay, let's take turns. Okay, uh, the film works like uh, JC scores a spare rhythmic punctuation. Its origin reveals a literary streak in JC. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, Carpenters. Carpenter's scores fluctuate with his films. Listen to them. They embody the spirit of each film perfectly. They are his final Arthur voice. <laughs> Let's see. Come on, give it one shot. <laughs> I can't. I'll start laughing. Come I on, I don't I care. Can't do it. <laughs> Just whisper it. Whisper it. <laughs> Why is it so funny to me? Beyond him quoting, mention verbally. The film feels like a like Hope Hodgson Metchin, Hawthorne, Washington Irving, etc. Via B movie verb. It's getting less funny as I, I go. Yeah, I, I think I'm just tired now. <laughs> but yeah, you just like, well, I mean, do you want to keep reading all these or? John Carpenter is one tough motherfucker. Yeah. That's all he said. That's pretty much all he, he needed to the say. Thing. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is undeniable. Anybody that doesn't like things a jerk, you should cut them out of your life. The Thing by John Carpenter, a game changer again, and one of the finest horror films ever made. It cannot be matched. 
holy grail. Makeup effects, score, cinematography, production design are all utter perfection, but so is the script. The irony is that most viewers at the time were entirely blind to the virtues of story and character. The movie bombed and was panned both, and I believe it fragmented Carpenter's heart somewhat. Fuck them all. <laughs> See, I was wondering when the swears were going to come out, because, I mean, anytime you hear him talk, he, he he's always, you know, just going off, dropping the F-bombs. But Carpenter chose to define character and story throughout audiovisual coding and their interactions. Uh, viewers needed to pay attention to the way characters related and spoke structure. Goddamn. He really went off on this, man. I think you get the picture. Yeah. Fucking uh, final thought for the day. Carpenter creates masterpiece after masterpiece, and they are often ignored. Now, go to Blu-ray Church and pray. Don't mind if I do, sir. I'll take that guy's word for it. Yeah. Well, I mean, this this is all pretty undeniable. I mean, John Carpenter rules. Yeah. he's 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 a master of a lot of different elements in that he does in all of his films. I mean, he, he has me like for sure, like a hundred percent on board up through like in the mouth of madness, like all the way, like to the end of that movie, like everything he's done before that is, you know, perfect. I mean, there, there were a couple of missteps in the nineties or whatever, but with, with that body of work, man, you can't, you can't deny him. We just, we talked about him last episode with uh ghost of Mars. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Cool dude. Mm. Talking about another cool dude. Um, that's it for the news. You got anything to add? Did I miss uh, anything? I don't care. <laughs> Alrighty. <laughs> uh, let's go on to some friend questions. Rob Zip asks, did you miss me? Rob, I'd be lying to you if I said I didn't. Uh, you just kind of fell off the face of the planet and... I didn't get to see your dude about town post. I was just wondering what happened. Personally, uh, I thought that Gabriel Dieter had finally silenced Rob Zip. <laughs> Give him the old zip tie <laughs> around the throat. Yeah, I don't I don't know Rob Zip at all. I don't think I've ever met him. You don't need to know Rob Zip, okay? Just trust me. Trust me on this one. Uh, you got one? Uh, let's see. Okay. We got one from Laura Menard via CJ Menard. I think it's Menard. It's Menard. You're wrong. Menard? Menard. It could be mannered. I don't know. Planet the seed of doubt. Yeah. Why is my cat so sensitive to my discomfort when I'm sick or injured, but not when he's actively stepping on me, squishing me, and causing discomfort? Because cats are bastards. Yeah. Cats are horrible, horrible creatures. They, uh, they don't care about you. No. They really don't. They, they just, they want food and a box to poop in and... I fucking love cats too, but I know. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. It's like a, it's a... I feel like every if you relation- die, if you die in your home, that cat will see you as food. Yeah, like every relationship with a cat is like an it's just an, it's an abusive relationship. You know, it's definitely one sided. I don't know about abusive. Well, I mean, that could be considered abuse. You neglect know, like, is yeah. abuse. Okay, it's a form. I got gotcha. I could go to jail for neglecting my child. Let's not find out. <laughs> um. Yeah. I mean, I love cats, but I know it's a one way street. Mike Rodriguez asks, post-apocalyptic weapon of choice. How long would it take you to find or make it? Mm. Post-apocalyptic weapon of choice. Ah, that is tough. Well, what kind of apocalypse are we talking here? Like, what sort of materials are available? I mean, is it is this Waterworld or is it Mad Max? Uh, I'm thinking he's saying Mad Max. Hmm. Mad Max, I think you probably couldn't go wrong with a crossbow. Because you want something that you can fire from long distance, projectile weapon, that's quiet, that you can retrieve the ammunition. Hmm. 
gotta disagree with you there, Brennan. Really? <laughs> yeah, have you ever had a crossbow? No. You gotta pull back on that string, and it's kind of tough. Uh, it's not very quick to reload. So you got one shot, and then you're hand-to-hand. I'm well, gonna say machete. Machete? Some kind of machete, yeah. Well, machetes aren't, they're not typically the strongest material in the world. Mm, yeah. I mean, some kind of machete. I don't know if yeah. it's one of those bushwhacking machetes or what. But mm. uh, you don't have to reload it. Mm-hmm. You just have to worry about getting tired. Yeah. You also have to come right up on somebody. That's true. See, that's the thing that I worry. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not in any shape to survive an apocalypse at this point. <laughs> you think I am? <laughs> you think my shoulder's well, that, not going to throw out the first swing of that machete? Well, that's why I doubt your whole machete premise in the first place. <laughs> I mean, I, I know where I stand. <laughs> I'm, I'm better, you know, up in a perch somewhere trying to get that one crossbow bolt through somebody's head. Yeah. I mean, ideally, I would say a rifle. Well, ammunition's gonna be scarce in the apocalypse. Uh, yeah, yeah, because everybody would have fired off their ammunition. Yeah, within the first two weeks. Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah, that's a difficult question. Maybe a chain with a lock at the end of it. That's pretty good. <laughs> Start wailing on people. Yeah. I, I mean, generally, I think you want to go distance weapon. Yeah, spear. Mm. Dude, I just showed Jess uh, the 13th Warrior. Oh, really? She had never seen it before. <laughs> uh, did you like that movie? Uh I remember liking it when I was in like a junior high when it came out. It was it still holds up. Yeah. It still holds up. I was very impressed by it. Yeah. I was I don't I don't know who made it, but uh it held up. I was That's one with uh, Antonio Banderas, right? Yeah. Yeah. Playing okay. an Arab. Yeah. And uh, mm. there's some Vikings in there that <laughs> are kinda sketchy, like white trash looking dudes. <laughs> like they came out of Baycliff. Uh, <laughs> Try to mow your yard. <laughs> Go for it. Okay. Eric Adier comes with a question not about Phantasm this time. All right. Yeah. But. But. <laughs> still about Transformers. Still about Transformers. Okay. Who would win a rap battle? Uh, Megatron or Skeletor? Oh, man. Well, I think probably Megatron, having come to the Earth in the 80s, has had more direct exposure to hip hop. So he at least understands the principles. Mm. You know, whereas Skeletor is, you know, from Eternia, right? Yes. So, I mean, do, do they even have rap music in Eternia? I don't think so. Uh, probably not. But Skeletor is the better orator. True. Megatron kind of just blasts people in the face. If they, he, he's not a talker. Well, I mean, shooting people is like half of a rap career anyway, though. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, Megatron would definitely be the best at shooting people. Will it Will it get him there, though? Uh, maybe. Hmm. Interesting question, Eric. As long as he's spitting bars, it's all good. <laughs> I don't understand what you just said. <laughs> All right, well, that's it for friend questions. Let's go to some tinfoil tirade. Where are the lights blink? I don't know. Huh, okay. UFOs! See a ghost! Crazy unexplained shit! It's a tinfoil tirade! Tonight's tinfoil tirade is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. <laughs> Sorry, Stimpy. We gotta do this to you. <laughs> this might be the last tinfoil tirade brought to us by LoneStarButtons.com. LoneStarButtons is a small business owned by Adam Stimpy Jones. All of his products are made in the USA at a reasonable cost in multiple sizes and shapes. Uh, Stimpy has tons of experience. I think he's going on 20 years, give or take. Uh, he's easy to work with and reliable. Um, Lone Star Buttons, basically if you design your own button in a circular form or whatever format he offers, uh, he will create your button and make it a reality. 
Um, he does international shipping, um, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if this is a great commercial, but you're getting all the info. Uh, to contact Adam, um, you can email him at info at LoneStarButtons.com or you can call that mother sucker at 281-798-1996. Tell him Gabe sent you and you want to suck on his hairy tits. Again, I apologize for what I'm about to do. Oh, wow. I, as I enter the middle of this conversation, you might say, God damn it, you're wasting my fucking time. But just wait till the end. I swear to God, you will uh, have... I'll, I'll turn you around, okay? So this sinful tirade is about uh, this dude named Captain K. Um, how do I get into this? He claims to have been a soldier serving on Mars. <laughs> Uh, man, just this, this is fucking out there. Like this guy has talked on podcasts for hours and hours and hours. I've heard him myself. This guy's alive. This guy's alive. Yeah. He, uh, he, he tells his story like it's the gospel truth and it's amazing to hear this guy talk about this as if it's reality and it might be, we'll let you be the judge. (laughs) So this is pulled directly off of IntelliHub, and I might just kind of loosely read this. Um, uh, Captain K, a.k.a., or actually his name is Randy Kramer, a.k.a. Captain K, was born in 1970, was trained from three and a half years old to 17 years old as part of Project Mannequin, a global military super soldier project. Uh, What? According to Kramer... (laughs) Uh, mind control after 1960 moved from MK Ultra to Project Moonshadow, which was meant to create faster, stronger killers with morals. And uh, he says he spent 17 years on Mars and overall did a tw- uh, 20 year duty in space. Uh, three of those serving on a ship called nautilus right yeah that's the edf ss nautilus <laughs> matter of factly he says it. Mm-hmm. um Let's see he worked for uh under mcc mars colony corporation and that's a consortium of governments banks technological companies etc which operate mining and other operations on mars uh jesus this is a lot to unpack um wow um okay so He's he's basically guarding guarding these colonies yeah. on Mars that are there to uh, mine basically, yeah. and uh, he says there are native spe- species on Mars that are uh, intelligent, and one is the reptoid, and the other is the insectoid, hmm. and. Uh, the, the the detail that I love in this is that the southern tribes are more aggressive than the northern tribes. <laughs> it's not just on Mars. Yeah, it's everywhere. Uh, he says there were skirmishes and small battles, uh, but the colony of humans there mostly got along with these two species. Until the draconian reptilians got involved, at which point it became a brutal four-way war. The native reptoid species were able to easily overcome the Draco reptilians militarily, but nonetheless, the war erupted into a catastrophic event, almost wiped out Kramer's entire station and its sister station. Since there were around 260 military personnel stationed at each of these bases, this event resulted in the death of at least around 200. 
520 people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> wow. This is the tinfoil tirade that I've always wanted to get into. Yeah, this is an amazing story. Uh, we should try and get him on as a guest. I was just thinking that. How can uh, we do Piloting a spaceship. After the disaster, Kramer was sent to flight school, became a pilot, and served aboard the EDF-SS Nautilus spaceship. Hmm. Um, I think he was there for three years, so he says. Um, At the end of this time, uh, he was regressed and brought back into a younger cloned body of 17 years old and inserted back into Earth life. It took him a lot of effort and inner psychological work to retrieve these memories and integrate them back into his life. Okay. <laughs> so, basically... This guy's a, an insane person. Yeah. I mean, like, well, it's just... I mean, this is such a elaborate story. I mean, like, the, the details are very specific. Like Details that can be made up and not proven, yeah, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, this is all, like... It, it, it reads like, you know... Like John Carter or something almost. Yeah. And exactly like John Carter. Yeah. What do you do with that, Brendan? I don't know. As I mean, a, as a sane, somewhat sane person. Well, I mean, how do you take in that information and make any sense out of who this person is? Well, whenever I first read this piece of paper that you just handed to me without any warning, <laughs> I mean, my jaw just hit the floor because I mean, this is this is completely insane. Like I I thought that maybe you would be leading to something else, but no, this is just it. This is just what this guy believes about his life. Yes. So, I mean, like, just, I, I would be interested, like, what would happen if you were to tell this guy, okay, you know, we will fund whatever you need to fund to prove this. Uh-huh. Like, how would he come up with anything, you know? Well, there was that one hacker, uh, shit, I forget his name. I think he was, uh, from Australia. Uh, he hacked into an un- unsecured NASA computer mm-hmm. and looked up off-world personnel like there was an a folder that said off-world personnel he clicked on it and there was like a list of stuff Hmm. but the government went after him for hacking and it's either australia or england but they won't they won't uh gary mckinnon i think is his name Hmm. but uh they won't let him go because he has asperger's yeah and he doesn't remember anything or he claims not to Mm-hmm. It's probably the only thing, you know, somewhat keeping him safe. If I don't fucking know, man, that's uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, why are we entertaining this? This is clearly a crazy person. No, we, but- <laughs> we shouldn't be entertaining it, but it's entertaining. Yeah, it's definitely entertaining. I don't know. Like, whenever I hear just insane things like this, like, I, I just wonder what happened to this guy when he was three and a half years old to make him think that. He was trained to be a. That he was like trained to be some sort of like super soldier, a, a super security guard on Mars. You know, oh, man. I mean, I mean, how long do you have to stand in front of the microwave to think? <laughs> Where was he from three and a half to seventeen? That's a great. Those question. are the pictures I want to see. That's yeah. the proof I want to. I mean, he check has, on. He has to have a family, right? I don't know. Yeah. It's just I want to dig deeper into this. <laughs> well, you got you got the paperwork right there. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Wanna, See, this is this is day. the kind of stuff that if you were to indulge in, yeah. I mean, I can't, I can't, I can't come from that perspective because I never was like, this happened. This shit's crazy, and the government's hiding everything. You know? Yeah. I was coming from a position of that's really interesting. Mm-hmm. That's, I, you know, I want to learn more about what these people believe in. Right. Not, I believe this. I want to learn more. You right. Know? Uh, I want to verify these facts and show they've been lying. <laughs> that it's the same approach as uh, when you hear conspiracy theories. Yeah, like 
some of the craziest shit is just there to fill your head full of nonsense. I mean, it's not it's not an education. It's entertainment. Yeah. Uh, that's my point of view, mm-hmm. anyway. But then we can... Hashtag hostage situation hostage situation 2016. <laughs> well, I mean, that, that's, I mean, that just goes back to like what I was talking about earlier about the whole echo chamber of the internet. Just people feeding each other. Just crap. You know? Right. And it just, it just builds and builds and builds and gets louder and louder and louder, you know? And this this guy is... I mean, he makes the rounds on all these conspiracy stuff, uh, like talk shows and... Is he like... I wonder if he's being paid. Conventions. I mean, people... Br- Pay him to come in, to fly in to their city and talk to UFO people. We've got to catch this guy when he comes to town. Uh, I'm, I don't, I don't really know how we would, but I'm game if you want to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just being among those people that he would be talking to would be interesting because yeah. they're all fucking Looney Tunes. And I know from experience because I've been to those meetings, <laughs> um, which is another story I can tell on another episode. Yeah. Um, you got anything, Brennan? I think uh, that's the show, right? I guess so, yeah. I mean... Can't really top that. Yeah, you can't really top <laughs> this story. This is amazing. Oh, my God. I'm going to go home and track this guy down so hard. <laughs> Brennan the Bloodhound Birch. I think that's your permanent nickname. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. Guys, if you're entertained by the show, go ahead and share it. We'd really appreciate it. Uh we do have some merch in the plans. Um, where are we on that, Brennan? Uh, my my drawing is right behind yeah, my... Yeah, as far as I can tell, it's still right sitting behind. on your drawing board. Yeah, I haven't so. finished that yet. So we'll have a t-shirt design out soon. And uh, I want to do some stickers. And uh, hopefully our sponsors will do stickers too. Sponsor until we talk to those people uh, we want to talk to. Yes. Um, I'm going to go ahead and recommend an artist that all you people should look up. Named Thomas Ott. Yes. You know that dude, Brennan? Yeah, he's the, the scratchboard dude. He's fucking amazing. Yeah. I I think I might have mentioned him on earlier episodes, but uh, sometimes if you go to Half Price Books, he'll have like some hardcover uh, books available for dirt cheap. And uh, I'm talking like six bucks for a, a hardcover. And uh, definitely recommend checking those out. He's fucking fantastic. Brennan, you got anything? Um, yeah, actually, I'd like to recommend an artist as well. He's going to be on the show this coming Sunday. Uh, he does his art under the, under the name Wizard of Barge. Uh, I guess yes. he's, yeah, he's an illustrator guy. Does really cool work, and he's going to be in here on Sunday, and we're going to, I don't know, try to scare him off. <laughs> I don't think that's possible with some of the imagery he comes up with. Yeah, he might fit right in. Um, again, check out Comic Palooza. We'll be there. Uh, it's not for a month from now but uh should be fun i'm excited me too we sound excited yes we sound like we're about to drop dead from asphyxiation yes but we're super excited about comic palooza and meeting michael bean i don't know (laughs) yeah who's gonna be there the entire cast of aliens bill paxton man bill paxton uh sigourney weaver sigourney weaver bishop Uh, lance hendrickson (laughs) the actor known as bishop Lance Bishop Millennium Henderson. <laughs> Henderson? Hendrickson. Hendrickson. Yeah. Lance Hendrickson. Also, make sure you follow us on social media. Instagram. See, the Instagram is Revenge of the World. And, and Twitter, Twitter is, is ROTW Podcast. And we also have a Facebook page. It's just Revenge of the World. Just search it. You'll it's be able Revenge to find of it. the World.com. Is, oh, it? is it Revenge of the World.com? I think so. We should really get all we're, this. We're revamping uh, the Facebook page and the website. 
as we speak. Literally, it's in front of me and I'm clicking away at it. Uh, <laughs> that's a lie, but whatever. <laughs> no, it's it's coming soon. We're working on it. Uh, we're working on everything. We're diligently working on everything. We're working I'm, on building a submarine. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to sink uh, China's new submarine and send the scrap metal to Mars to become part of the colony. So that we can lead the uprising against the reptoids or whatever. <laughs> Reptilian. The tra- draconians. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Go watch some John Carpenter movies. Yeah. And uh, we'll catch you later. Gently, go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm.